Hey! Hello, welcome hello. back, everybody, to the Face Down. It's been, <laughs> God, about five, six... 67 years. 27,000 years since the last episode. Um, I'm your host, Lucas Flynn. And hello, it's Ruben. And we are the Face Downs, bringing you all you need to know about the Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG competitive world and whatever we've been paying attention to lately. Mm-hmm. How you been? Great. I mean, it's, it's so good to be back. Yeah. I think... You know, we took a break for a reason, but mm. I'm so happy to be back. I'm back in the game. We're like, there's so much stuff going on what, now more what, than ever. Uh, what reason? What reason would you give to that? Why did we stop? Yeah, I, I got. We got bored. There was also just there was just nothing going on. Yeah, I mean, there was a little thing called, you know, coronavirus, COVID nineteen. Yeah. Also, canceling all Yu-Gi-Oh events had something to do with it. Yeah, uh, as did canceling all of Yu-Gi-Oh's news release cycles. Everything got delayed. You know, we were sitting down mm. to write podcasts and really forcing out uh, what we had to talk about. But yeah, and it would it felt disingenuous. We, like it was like forced yeah. to put on something. We've grown. Yes, we have new ideas, cool yes. ideas. Uh, a new flat as well. We've, we've yes. moved out of my parents' home, which is stunning. <laughs> hey, ready to take on 2021. Honestly, yeah. lit- let's let's do what they did and errata 2020. Yeah, we've errata 2020. It was actually good. <laughs> uh, nothing bad happened in the Yu-Gi-Oh! format since our last podcast. It's been fine. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, don't don't pay attention to the cards in your graveyard. It's they were meant to be there. Smoke Grenade was a was a fine card. I, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about a lot of things because there's been a lot of news uh, as of the last few days, hence the emergency podcast. <laughs> emergency. I mean, it's good to be back. I think, you know, Mondays was our recording day. Yeah. So, uh, okay. At time of recording, this is a Monday. So, a very yeah, you might hear it a bit back. late because currently our Wi-Fi is down, so we can't upload it. You know what? That's okay. <laughs> so, when you hear it, it'll be a blessing. Yeah. So that's what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned you also kind of fell out of favor with Yu-Gi-Oh. It's worth talking about the last well, I mean, four months of Yu-Gi-Oh. What's been going on? Yeah, Has I it mean, been good? Has it been bad? What's What's been going through your mind? I mean, a great poet, uh, Simo, once said <laughs> that you never quit Yu-Gi-Oh. You just take long breaks. Yeah. And um, I'm going to have to agree with that statement. I, I personally, I fell out of favor with the uh, meta. I hastily built invoked dogmatica shadow uh, and then proceeded to actually cake it yeah that was a total meltdown you bought a case just to build that for release and then thought that playing a deck you had in practice would would work be stunning and tough. that that didn't happen <laughs> at all um and so mm. through that i kind of fell out of favor with the game started to sell up a bit of pieces and then you know try to deviate into some other um other branches and then realized that it was really probably our love for the game and you know being with you lucas uh that oh. kind of brought me back into it and you know you still love the game and it was, i never you know, stopped yeah never I, stopped. I was you're on the grind you're on the grind i think post adamantipator ban list obviously infernoble was on the horizon i think i even switched to uh infernoble you expecting did. an adamantipator ban you did so indeed. my transition was smooth it was just like oh i've gone from you know building unbreakable boards to breaking whatever crap deck you had in mind by ripping cards out of your hand and that was fun it was great times you know uh hopefully nothing's happened to that deck since i last looked at the ban list uh <laughs> you know f- from all accounts the deck's pretty strong uh consistent you know link cross helps you play through what 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 happened there's been a ban list gorge 
I mean, oh, no. it, yeah, it seems to be something that we, <laughs> you know, constantly keep be, keep coming up and talking about uh, is the ban lists. Ban lists. Are they a great topic of conversation? And does anyone actually ever get sick of seeing the same uh, 15 YouTube thumbnails by every single YouTuber? Let's not drag people for their craft. I mean, you know, Listen. everyone's got a everyone's got a table to fill full of food and if doing a stupid face on a thumbnail makes you an extra hundred bucks. I ain't here to judge. Coin on the dresser. Because catch us in like two weeks posting a ban list reaction or something and doing the same crap. I mean, it's, there's no way around it, right? Like, you Oh, gotta... at all. At all. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about it. Um, this list uh, was released on the Friday. So I believe that was Thursday for the... Uh, uh, it feels not... so long ago. It feels so long ago. Just... Um, <laughs> and there were three bands. Three bands. Three bands, zero limits, one semi-limit, and I think four or five unlimits. Yeah, we were unlimit. It was kind of the reverse of the nothing list where like, yeah. you know, MR5, we just kind of saw all these. I mean, there were some big hits, but also a lot of things like, you know, we saw Totally Awesome go to one, ABC Dragon Buster went to, to one. one, and people reacted poorly as they should have because that was dumb. Yeah, and it was just like, it was just following an OCG trend. Like they were just like, well, you yeah, know. Apparently everyone hates ABC Dragon Buster players. Yeah. But we saw those back to three. That's out of the way. We, I mean, we knew that was coming. List. I mean, yeah. it, just, it was, they just reversed but, something look, for no the, reason. The important stuff out of the ban list, and everyone's talked about this to death, was... Dragon Buster Destruction Swordsman Swords Destruction Sword. I've never bothered to read that card's name. <laughs> That's banned. So yep. Buster Blade of Players, sorry. <laughs> sorry to this man. Sorry that you lost one of your cards. I'm sure it had other effects that I've never read that were important for the archetype. Uh, Dragon Link crying in a corner right now. Mm. And I wouldn't have thought, you know, a lot of the Bandist reaction videos, I think, just kind of talked about how Dragon Link is fine. Dragon Link is going to be just as strong. But it hasn't been that way. I mean, you know, skipping ahead, we'll, we'll talk about the LCS finals that yeah. literally finished a few hours ago. Uh, but there were no Dragon Link players there. and were None in the top 16. Well, yeah, exactly. None in the top 16. Uh, from what I've seen, end boards are relying a lot more on Dragoon, which is a much more fragile play, obviously, because Union Carrier was a, a combo ender, whereas Verte... Uh, it's, it's a timing thing. You didn't have to go. Like you have to figure out at what point can you. You have to make, make it your last. Yeah. You have to make it last and use its effect. You go down two thousand life points, and then you know a dark ruler no more, and you know time is called. You've already lost the game, regardless. Yeah. Uh, Dragoon not really putting in its weight in the TCG either. So yeah, I mean it's like we talked about before. Just like Mystic Mine, it's a bit of a build around. Like you have to you have to consciously be aware that this card exists in the meta yeah. and as a result you have to build something in your game in your deck to compensate and uh, deal with the mm. problem that is Dragoon and Mystic Mine in the in this yeah. example. However, um, unlike Mystic Mine, it does just so happen that a large number of the current meta staples out Dragoon. You know, Mystic Mine, not a lot of people maining Cosmic Cyclones, Harpies, Feather Dusters, etc. Uh, but Dragoon, I mean, Triple Tactics Talent, Forbidden Droplets, a well-timed Imperm on the uh, Verte. Not that anyone's running Imperm right now, but we'll talk about that as well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that just natively out it, whereas I think Mystic Mine acts a lot more as a kind of blind, just like, oh, crap. Yeah. Oh, this is the deck I'm up against. I just this built like four with. Monster Negates and a pop and does nothing because this resolve as soon as it hits the field and et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So Buster Sword gone, it's it's huge. I mean, Super Poly is viable. Dark Rule No More is a lot more viable because, of course, uh, the Adamantipator problem as well. Dark Rule No More would negate everything. 
except the Buster Lock. Mm-hmm. Good luck breaking a board with no extra deck. You know, UCT yeah. being really the only massive threat in that situation. In the main deck as of now. And I mean... Well, extra deck lock. I mean... Oh, yeah. You need to have back row destruction. Yeah. Dark Ruler and Cosmic. It's a really high expectation to open exactly those two cards. Mm, mm. And I mean, again, another thing that made those boards a lot scarier to deal with, in particular, you said with Droplets, was a Herald. But that's a lot harder due to the latest ban. Link Cross is gone. And after, I mean... Well, this is not record shattering, but pretty quick turnaround. I mean... Six months, we six calculated. Months yeah. Is within the top 20 fastest bands in the TCG. Uh, I think with Bardish still taking the reins at about three. Yes. Yeah. Bardish still yeah. reigning supreme. Maybe there's another one that I'm forgetting, but Linkros taking that hallowed ground is a card that Konami just straight up should not have printed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we knew this. Like, token generation, yeah. especially in the Link era, was just so, so good. And, and yeah. it didn't actually, like, the limitations of the tokens actually did nothing. Nothing. This feels like a card that came out in Link Brains Pack 1 that we never got, except it came out at the same time in the TCG and the OCG, and both of us banned it about as fast as each other. So Yeah, it, it, OCG it a lot faster. Ripped to Link Cross, you made Infernoble better, so I loved you for that, but you did make Adamancipator a lot more boring, and in that case, I kind of hate it. So well, I'm glad to see it go. And and as we said, it's it made Dragon Link a lot more survivable, like sturdy. Yeah. And same with, uh, you know, Synchro Dino variants. Herald, like being able to do a whole combo under a Herald, I mean, not that Dino gigs, you just have Misk. Um, have you read Misk, by the way? Um, uh-huh. It just it just protected so much and basically secured an end board through any big interruptions. It was a pretty rude out. Also, you know, giving Infernoble access to a Borrelot Savage on the fifth summon, sixth summon, you know, kind of mm. forcing out that Nibiru uh, just to play through it because lol, Nibiru gives you a token. Yeah. Link deck go burr, I guess. Yep. Halk go burr, etc. cetera. Uh, Link Spider into Dragoon. It's, you know, there's a lot of things that Nibiru doesn't stop. And Herald just acted as this kind of stopgap for like, well, if you have Nibiru, you have to use it now, and then I'm going to do all my fragile stuff afterwards. Exactly. Uh, it promote yeah. you basically, as you saw, as you did with Infernoble and as you saw with Dragonlink. You just played into it. Mm. You're just like, cool. I know you've got a Nibiru in hand. I will just continue my combo to the exact point at which you have to Nibiru me. Yeah. And I can keep going from there. Well, because if they held that Nibiru in their hand, it would get ripped out by a smoke grenade, right? Uh, yeah, or it just got negated by Herald. Yeah. So it, it actually didn't matter. Well. Would have been ripped out by Smoke Grenade, if not for the third ban on the list, and probably my least favorite, uh, as a, you know, fan of hand-ripping, I guess. Sue me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smoke Grenade did not deserve to be banned. This is a dumb hit. Uh, I have no idea why they did this. This card is objectively terrible. I mean, this card is really up there in the pantheon of just, like, you know, jank, L-O-D, L-O-N spells that just never did anything. Uh, yeah, they built an archetype around it. The archetype is borderline unplayable without Linkross, in my opinion, as someone who did pilot it. Uh, you know, sucks to lose to Nibiru. Sucks even harder to lose the entire ceiling of the deck. I mean, God, if they even banned Azold, the deck would be more playable. But the, the smoke grenade hit, you know, you basically rob the deck of its identity, its power play. Uh, I, I mean, I know why they did it. Obviously, well, yeah. hand-ripping is rough. 
aside from Triple Tactics Talent, which costs $100. But yeah. forget that. <laughs> I mean, I think the thing with Smoke Grenade, and I can see the reasoning behind it, is because it just promoted degeneracy and maybe less so an Infernoble. But as we saw, it started to get splashed into Dragon Link. And, you know, a deck such as Dragon Link really didn't need any help in uh, breaking and preventing someone from playing their first turn. Uh, and, you know, it was quite a compact engine, as we saw. It was a Violon Cube and Smoke Grenade. So you very efficiently could achieve, basically, mm. a pop, which you could um, do with, you know... I mean, no doubt, Full Power Adamantspader would have used Smoke Grenade. Like, why not? If Charles exists and you play a Synchro deck, there was certainly always this kind of looming threat that even if Infernoble got stopped, it would just come back. And Konami hates hand rips, which they should, as much as they keep allowing things like VFD, which did not get banned to exist... Uh, which kind of effectively do the same thing. Yeah. Smoke grenade being gone effectively means that Infernoble cannot interact with the opponent in a meaningful way. You're playing much more of like a grindy control deck at that point, which I think compared to uh, what we've been seeing out of the meta lately is just not strong enough. Not good at enough. all. Cannot at break all. boards very easily natively. Gearfreed is a great, great card that happens to activate in hand as an effect so it can be negated and then it's just locked out for the rest of the turn. Yeah. I mean, there's no way they would make it an inherent summon, but, you know, would help in this instance. It'd be lovely if it was a UCT. Um, yeah. Wait, wait. Well, UCT is a native summon. Yes, it is. Fuck it. Give Gearfreed a native summon. I'd rather that. <laughs> I'd rather that, Konami. So, notable limits, none. None. Um, <laughs> Semi limit, there was only one, uh, and that was... True King's Return. True King's Return to Re two. Returning to two, I should say. Now, uh, this is interesting. Uh, I, I, always, I feel like I always say that about unbanned. Card's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's not garbage, but just like, it's Call of the Haunted. You it's, can do a lot better. Like, it's Call of the Haunted with a pop attached to it. Uh, you know, I think there's, a, you know, potential for it, you know, a control deck to come back. Is this a premonition yeah, I mean, you that run it Masterpiece at comes back? You is run it, it a premonition? No doubt. But like, if they pop your stuff, good luck living a turn. I just think this card was a lot more of a powerhouse. And the reason it can come back is that it was just a lot grindier back in the day. You know, yeah. Masterpiece with a True King's Return. Like, good luck, Duelist. Even though it has no protection, it just comes back as a body. I mean... Well, and also, I think, you know, True like true King or True King is just... Or true Draco is just so much harder because it's one diagram, one card of Demise, one yeah. into the I void. I shouldn't say it's garbage. It's, it's a searchable Call of the Haunted. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think just, you know, viewing it in a vacuum bringing back a card that helps the recursion power of a deck that I'd say about five times out of 10, just straight up loses on the grip to itself, to itself. Like, Oh, I drew no card draw spells and draw. I drew five monsters or I drew yeah, five a spells, monster yeah. and disciples, but it's just a majesty maiden. We're not going to get very far with that. We're not going to get very far at all with that. And I think true Draco still loses to the exact same things with true Kings return at two or three. Yeah, I mean, I thought that card could be at three ages ago. Exactly. Uh, you know, the problem cards, as we've discussed in True Draco, we'll is probably see Dynamite. A, yeah, Dynamite Knights can come back to two, and we'll, we'll test those waters out, see if it adds any consistency to the deck. Because certainly two Dynamite Knights is a scarier concept than oh, one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay, anything else? Unlimits. Unlimits. We talked about Toad and ABC. So we had Mind Orgus. Yeah, uh, what the f Speaking of Smoke Grenade getting speaking banned. Speaking of hand ripping. Lol. Uh, just Gishki hand loop now. The interesting you degenerate thing, pigs. Yeah, the, you, <laughs> the interesting thing about Mind Augur's coming back is it makes it a lot more viable. 
uh, and Mind August is also a generic, basically, pot of Avarice. Uh, it's just shuffles back five cards in Grave. Um, obviously, the classic uh, Mind August and Gus Kraken combo was you just looped it, Gus Kraken five times. Mm. Um, I mean, the deck is trash. The deck is still bad. Yeah, I mean, loses to Nibiru it, so It hard. loses to everything. Um, it just loses so hard. It's a ritual deck, which, you know, we may see have a bit more success in a different variant, but currently, Gishkis are just doing nothing. Nothing. Um, and then other notable unlimits were Seer and Graf. Yeah, Seer and Graf. We know what they do. So, I mean, you know, BA summon, back at full power. Summon minus. from deck, summon from grave. Yeah. Keep going. They're all hard once per turn. So, it's not like having three makes them that much more busted. It's just more consistent. Yeah. Means tour guide is less of a fragile open if you just open enough BAs to, to natively get to the engine. Yeah. I was even talking like, do BAs even run tour guide anymore? I mean, you do. But I mean, also... You, do. you want to get Fiendish Rhino Warrior out. You, yeah. But it's like, tour guide is just so fragile in the deck. And, like, if you're cutting BAs to run to a guide, you're probably going to end up in trouble. Because, I mean, Fiendish is not a bad normal summon as well. No. It's, it's, it's fine to just run that at three graphs here and, you know, call it a day because tour guide did exist in a time before, you know, shall we name them? Imperm, Nibiru, you know, you had, what, Gamma? And nope, Gamma Ash. wasn't out. Gamma's not out. Like, yeah, Ash there's just so out. many things now that the normal summon that please, please, please don't Ash has just become the normal summon that, yeah, this is definitely not resolving in a single game of Yu-Gi-Oh! And I think that's what's yeah. holding BA back is just everyone remembers a time in which Tour Guide was, hey, did you open one of this three of? No? Well, I guess I win. Yeah. Because uh, you still win if you resolve Tour Guide. I mean, you you should. It's still the broken card it always has been. Mm -hmm. uh, that came to three at last list. So we're seeing BA like at full power minus Whoa. three Beatrice, which like, come on. Come on, guys. Let's not ever back, expect yeah. that. No. Um, there was also well, notable misses. Uh, I think Dinosaur was a huge one. Um, anything dinosaur-related. I think a lot of people were expecting, you know, the big four to get hit. Uh, mm. Not so much Virtual World directly, but a, uh, a VFD hit was pretty much on the cards for basically anyone who was playing competitive. Uh, I think people expected some sort of hit to Infernoble, not not for it to be this hard. Uh, a bit more of a substantial hit to Dragon Link. Um, oh, Dragon Link is that was a hit to Dragon Link. I don't know what you're talking about. That was like yeah, two people, massive combo pieces just gone. People wanted more. I think a lot of people just call for an LP ban, um, and we'll see how that goes. And then obviously. Uh, Dinosaur. There was just nothing, nothing. Hit in regards to Dinosaur. Dinosaur okay. is the most helmet, like, ridiculously simple deck to play. And not to discredit people who do well with it, but it's one of those decks that I think uh, would be a deck back in the day that people would, like, Gentleman's Agreement side cards out to make the games more interesting. Like, back in the day, Dragon Rulers would side out, what was it? The, Vanities. Um, they would side out Vanities, Vanities Emptiness. Yeah, because, you know, they realized that the, the card was just, hey, I opened it, I win the game. And Dino feels that way, especially in like the mirror. You just be like, well, you open Misk, should we just go to the next game? Or what Like, what do we do here? <laughs> yeah, so I think people expected a dinosaur hit. Um, you know, we can segue this to the latest list in the OCG, um, where they actually got more back. Yeah, the OCG format, I think they just had a massive kind of ban of a lot of the decks that they were making, you know, competitive over there yeah and virtual world you know infernoble got hit with link cross that has just disappeared off the map we knew that was going to happen here too yes virtual world has been reigning supreme i think people in the ocd also wanted vfd banned but it has this weird pedigree of like it's just never been banned even during you know true king dino yang zing format where it was the end board card we saw them limit misc so uh, well it was not a limit misc limit 
diagram ban Ding Long. There were so many things about that combo and, uh, you know, engine of that deck that received hits. Mm. But the OCG ban list, they banned Grinder Golem. What what was that even doing? Still well, illegal. I mean, it, it goes in tandem with uh, with the latest unlimit. Of course. Uh, unlimit, um, yeah. Grinder Golem just <laughs> a stupid card. Uh, summons two tokens every time you uh, summon it to your opponent's side of the field, not once per turn. You can just bounce it. You can do a crazy amount of stuff, get a free link four. Uh, it does rob you of your normal summon, but who cares? You get a free link four. Like most decks, matter. most decks, you know, use their normal summon to get to a link four. So it doesn't really matter. They also uh, saw it to semi-limit a bunch of cards. They semi-limited Magical Meltdown. Cursed they, Eldland. Cursed Eldland. A bunch of consistency cards. Limited Nadia Servant, which is uh, integral to the Dogmatica combo. I mean, makes sense. It's been everywhere in the OCG for a year. They've had it longer than us. Yeah, I mean, and we've talked about we we have, we've personally talked about um Dogmatica not on the podcast, but as a thing. It's just it basically if your deck uh, doesn't need to use its extra deck, my goodness, is it an amazing engine to just put but in. Even if you do, it's after. Yeah, all the Dogmatica cards say after this effect resolves for the and rest of this. Nadia Servant is probably the new engage, right? Like it's so busted. It breaks boards. It gets you a plus one. I mean, it just does so much. Uh, yeah, but was engaged once per turn? No. It's been so long. <laughs> it's been so long that I forgot. So I think that, yeah, Nadir just becomes as part of the most splashable engine currently that, you know, has a lot of interaction and interruption mm. that uh, a lot of, you know, lower power decks may not really have access to. Yeah, Dogmatic are really feeling like the new Sky Striker in that thing. It's just showing up. Yep. Hey, my deck also plus Dogmatica because it's nine cards, seven yeah. cards, uh, doesn't interact with my combos at all and doesn't even require a normal summon. So, yeah, it's the new Hornet drones, I guess, not the new Engage. Yeah. But the main thing the OCG did, and uh, shout outs to good friend Thomas. I'm sorry. I am sorry, this man. <laughs> the owner of 17 or so Code of the Duelist first edition Firewall Dragons himself uh, woke up today in salty tears because... Firewall Dragon is dead. It's dead. It's never coming back. Mm -mm. It's been errated. It has received an erratum. Received an erratum. So uh, it is now hard once per turn. Uh, well, we should explain what Firewall Dragon does in case people don't know. So A lot. Uh, <laughs> look, it's been a couple of years since that card was meta. So Firewall Dragon is a generic Link 4 that requires two plus monsters. And it had two effects. Yes, it did. Uh, one of them was once per turn while this card is face up on the field. So, so just, ever. So just once, once. Once ever, basically, yeah. while it's face up. You can target cards equal to the number of co-linked monsters this card points to. Well, a monsters co-linked to this card. Same thing. Yep. And... On uh, field, on and, field and grave, you can, grave, you can bounce into your hand. So graveyard recursion and interaction. Not and this bad. This is a quick effect. Yeah, not a bad effect. Definitely comes up in the anime. Came up in duels. There are a certain number of Goki combos that use this to get things back from grave if they happen to dump mm. them. And there was an Ibli combo in which you use Nightmare Goblin to normal summon it again. Look, we don't talk about Gumbla Goki. But the other effect of Firewall Dragon was probably the greatest FTK enabler of all time. And that effect was yes. if a card this card points to is... What? Uh, Destroyed leaves, by battle or leaves the leaves field? Leaves the field. Just leaves the field. Think about that one for a second. You can summon a level four or lower monster from your hand. That's yes, it. There that's was it. never a once per turn clause in that effect. Not even soft. And you can imagine that this is like some Magic the Gathering Commander EDH level BS where, you know, I declare an infinite loop and the game is over. Because yep. there are a number of cards that uh, Cannon Soldier, namely one of them, contribute a card to 
pop a card on the field. Ah, uh, sorry. Tribute a card to burn your opponent. Don't know what I'm thinking. Uh, there are a certain number of Yu-Gi-Oh cards that when tributed would just get you resources back to your hand, firewall that would then trigger, and you could just do that infinitely. Well, so. and not only that, but also this this card came out at obviously the beginning of the Link era, uh, but it contributed to, once Flames of Destruction came out, a very consistent extra Link uh, yep. So therefore preventing you, your your opponent from using the extra monster zone. Yeah, there was a very good period of Yu-Gi-Oh for about a year where you weren't playing Yu-Gi-Oh unless you were playing Firewall Dragon. So that card got called for a ban forever. It was the ace monster of protagonist. And then it finally got banned and everyone rejoiced that Yu-Gi-Oh was saved. And then we had, you know, the eternal format after that, which was Striker, Salamangrate, Thunder Dragon, and Orcus, which by all accounts was a pretty good and healthy format. Mm-hmm. So Firewall Dragon was in fact the problem card. A bunch of cards came off the list, like A Assault Core got limited. Uh, Cannon Soldier never got banned, which is funny because well, the OCG here. banned the hell out of it like a while ago. Yeah. Uh, but Firewall's been gone, and the new errata is strikingly different. Now, yes. the main important thing is the second effect. So the first effect ends up relatively unchanged. Yep. So the summoning requirement remains relatively yep. unchanged. The effects themselves are now hard once per turns. Both of them. It says, I think, uh, yep. you can only use this card's one and two effects once per turn. Yep. Which is odd because the first effect is is kind of that. But I mean, if you could summon two firewall dragons, you could use it twice. Or as we saw with the deck, you could just um, bounce firewall dragons and bring them back. Yeah, so. there were ways of doing that. Yeah. The new the effect, do you effect. have it in front of you? Uh, yes. So what so, is the new effect? So the new effect is, uh, so the same condition as the original monster. Uh, if a monster this card points to leaves the field, you can special summon a monster. However, uh, that has now been changed to a level four or lower Cyburst monster. Cyburst. So completely, like basically bottlenecking the entire card into mm-hmm. a specific typing um, I mean, it's ass. I mean, they shouldn't yeah. have done this. This is the, the hot take. Erratums are bad, but they yeah. are. They are. Like, this sucks. And, like, hey, not that people should be holding on to 17 copies of Firewall Dragon necessarily, but if you do, now they're all out of date. Yep. You're holding on to these cards that released two years ago that now say something incorrect. I mean, we've seen this. What are we? The most recent one for us was um, actually Red MD. So Red yep. Eyes Darkness Metal Dragon. Um, it received a hard once per turn. I mean, as it should have, because that card was busted and was at one for so long. And I believe but even the, banned in the this, OCG. This was a GX era card. This was old. And so it made sense for a card like that that was seeing play and was at one and kind of restricted that, hey, let's like update this card to modern standards. Firewall Dragon was just a mistake. And I think it probably should have stayed a mistake. Let's be honest. Mm. It makes no sense to erase that part of Yu-Gi-Oh's history. You know, it's certainly going to be more confusing. Like when you explain Imperial Order to people, how it used to be, they get confused and like, well, that's not what the card says. I know, but... This is what it does say. And I certainly approve of erratas for things like Imperial Order because by all means, we don't need more copies of cards that say what Imperial Order do. Like that card is relatively balanced, as powerful as it is with the errata. Uh, It was nice to see a card kind of errata without taking away the essence of what it was. It was just kind of reiterating on the card what it probably was trying to communicate yes which is that it's not optional it's not optional you have to pay the life points this was just a ruling thing firewall dragon this is a straight up new card this is a new card they could have printed you know uh, 
backdoor code talker and make it a link four that did the exact same thing and no yeah. one would have minded it. and no, i think that's all. generally how people feel about erratas and how i feel about erratas always pisses me off yeah i mean i think the first big one that hurt a lot of people like if we go way back into erratas was the dark magician of chaos uh obviously that was a huge blow to I mean, the legacy of yeah. dmark i think crush card was a huge one like yep what an iconic absolute pos card that no one liked that just now actually is, zero it's just a neutered little puppy of a card like it sucks <laughs> goyo guardian receiving an errata for no reason that one uh, should just come back actually konami just turn can you un unerata a crap 5d's meta card now like where can we get precedent for unerratas listen as a virtual player i'll happily take a good level six <laughs> look forward to making it to the battle phase with a vfd on field yes uh and I think that's pretty much yeah. it for notable things. Uh, I think notable unbans, uh, as we said, considering that both metas have no concern uh, with dinosaurs, the OCG saw fit to bring back Fossil Dig to three. Uh, the biggest difference is that uh, they got one yeah. over Raptor. Oh, one over. Like, fine. That's good luck, duelist. Like, yeah. Yeah, you can search it. Yeah, you can summon it. Yeah, you can misc it out. But, you know, misc OV is an FTK and it should be less consistent. That is just a fact. Yeah, I'm not saying that Dinosaurs is the best deck. I'm not saying it's ever been the best deck, but it certainly feels that the deck has access to too many two-card combos that win the game that cannot be interacted with. And I think that does require a bit of analysis. Mm. Uh, but going forward... Speaking of meta-analysis... Where's the Dinos? I this would is like the question of the day. Where's the Dinos? The, the eight to 16 decks that sided or mained Lancia might have something to do with it. Well, I guess, you know, it truly, dinosaurs, I guess, are truly a lost world. <laughs> God, I so, wish I could banish that joke away. <laughs> God, this is... Wish I could uh, drop, um, drop misc on that one and be unaffected by it. Yeah, exactly. So, LCS. Legitimately just finished. Like, yeah, I like think a few hours, hours ago. ago. We saw yeah. pro players there. We saw Jesse Cotton there. Cody Angelo was, was there. Pack was there. I mean, um, is Pack a, yeah, he's a pro player at pro, this point. He's, he's topped events. Didn't he start playing like eight months ago? Yeah, I mean, and then he won yeah. PPG with Altergeist. Dude so. is a tank. Dude is a yeah. champ, obviously. We so also, this, is, yeah. this is the Luxury Championship Series. This is quite a notable uh, event. Um, it is completely online. Surprise. I mean, since um, PPG, like, crapped the bed with that weird ban list, they've kind of become the premier online tournament. Yes. I mean, LC, like, Luxury Championship Series just swept it right up, which, you know, good for them. You know, make the best out of a bad situation. Um, so this is a very notable, uh, these are notable events. Like we say, there's very, they're a headliner duelist there. Um, they're consistently checking out and testing new meta. Um, and this is obviously done under the latest ban list. Mm -hmm. So we saw a lot of decks enter, um, but a very specific amount and type of decks only make it to top 16. There were a number of decks. Uh, Dogmatica made a huge showing just yes. before we get to the top two. There was a 60-card uh, Eldritch Zoo Dogmatica deck, another sort of... Um, was that one Eldritch? Yes. Yeah, or was that the Invoke Dogmatica with the Lilith? No, Lilith was uh, Eldritch's, Eldritch Dogmatica. So there was some Eldritch in there too. Eldritch and Dogmatica are just the, the whores of this meta. Like, they're just showing up everywhere. Zodiac, this, kind this of a close third. Needle ceiling. I like that. <laughs> needle ceiling go William Candia yeah Thank that was a meme much. and obviously online tournaments can be a little bit of a meme pro players liking to experiment with tech I mean uh, the top list kind of ran some dino wrestler field spell in the side deck mm -hmm. 
chances are that's not a good card, but it's a place to experiment that isn't a YCS, isn't like a Nats that would be a representative of the player's skill. Well, and that hurts your own like uh, point system as well. So. Yeah, you want to maintain your pro status. Yep. Uh, so the winner, Virtual Worlds. Yes, so this was piloted by Luke Coogan. Um, a 41 card list. Hmm. Um, 41 triggered. <laughs> if we would just like to quickly shout out one of our local legends, uh, Dino Spasovsky, uh, who recently topped our North Island Championships yeah, with undefeated Virtual ten, um, Was it not 10 9 8 So, well, seven rounds of Swiss, it was 10-0. 10-0. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, he won with Virtual World. He swears by 40 cards. I'm sure he'd look at this list and call it wrong. But it did win, and it has some interesting tech in it. So, so we've seen a lot of people uh, with Virtual World. I mean, the great thing about the stick, first of all, it is three of everything. Three of every single I virtual think this world card. This is the card. first time I've ever seen the TCG and OCG introduce an archetype that every single card is good. There is not that one card you look at and go, "Wait, uh, what the f- horn of elephant? What yeah. is what? Hote Claire? Yeah. No, there's so many bad Infernoble cards, and certainly uh, Drytron has its stinkers, as does the other meta decks, Dragon Link. Um, so basically, this deck is uh, 24 virtual world cards. 24. So mm-hmm. you have 16 flex slots. Uh, I would say current non-negotiables in the virtual world is Desires. Uh, I haven't seen anyone cut Desires, and f- correctly so. I've never seen someone cut Desires. Uh, I've never seen someone cut Tactics. Uh, triple Tactics Talent. Um, that card is wow bonkers. Wow bonkers. <laughs> in association with Gamma, I mean like... Cool. Activate my search spell. You ash it. I gamma it. Then I draw two. Who doesn't uh, like this? No, because you negate the activation. You can't. Whatever. You do yeah. whatever. It just draw two or negate it. It doesn't matter. You run 24 virtual, virtual world. world cards. You're going to draw into more of them. You're going to draw into stuff that matters. Like desires and tactics are just like... Mm. Mm. Um, I, I very much like this list. Uh, I have picked up Virtual World uh, post-North Island Championships yeah, for welcome us. back. Um, I'm happy to be playing meta again. I was a zoo pilot. Uh, I quite like zoo. Um, and I've discussed this uh, with other people is that Zodiac in a competitive setting, just like one of these, has a very good grind game yeah. because it's a lot of the same. But Pure Zoo has not performed. And I think that's because it doesn't, no. doesn't have the same... Hit. Re- doesn't re- have the well, same like... It doesn't have recovery like impact, Eldritch. Yeah. It doesn't have impact like Dogmatica. It just does Zeus. And yeah, nah, like good luck. Like yep. Zeus is not the best card in the game. By all means, it has no protection. So. At all. V-Dub definitely looking stronger. Uh, I've definitely I've tried to stop V-Dub making VFD. It's hard. Uh, the best way to stop V-Dub is to gamma it in your own standby phase. And good luck doing that if they make two VFDs. Yeah. It's tough. So not surprised that Virtual World won. You can check out the list on the LCS Facebook page or um, pretty much any meta analysis yeah. page. Is there any other tech you want to look at in that deck? So this is the big one that's coming out of LCS and has immediately impacted the secondary market is the use of Chao Feng. Right, yeah. And would so, you like to explain how that works? So Chao Feng is the Phantom of the Yangzings. This is a level nine uh, Yangzing synchro monster. This is from Cross Soul. So a good couple, two, three years old. Um, this is uh, a level nine synchro that is un- uh, has un- is something related to the use of uh, level of the Yangzing monsters that he uses material. So that's kind of irrelevant. Um, but the big, the big impact that this card has is when it is destroyed by battle or card effect, you can add a tuner from deck to hand. Any tuner. And not by your opponent's card effect. No. So basically, as this seems to be a very simple combo coming out of a virtual 
world with the use of Chao Feng is using the trap uh, Chu Chai to shuffle back two of your banished cards and pop your own Chao Feng and search an extender, such as Lulu or Lao Lao. And I'd love to know when this comes up because, of course, Virtual World not known for needing a lot of help getting to their extenders, King Long being a powerhouse of a card, the old play being pop your own King Long if you haven't gotten to dump it to grave to search something was always mm. a viable option yep. i suppose this just exists as another toolbox to get you another search which can never hurt because of course level nine's in the grave might oh, as great. well be on field in virtual yep. world because cloud castle is an amazing <laughs> is the card. problem card <laughs> what a common what a common yeah there's been a lot of good commons this year as well smoke uh, grenade uh we're talking about i mean a pointer cloud castle a pointer half the virtual world cards are yes. common like yeah we're, we're seeing a re renaissance for commons and honestly the death of super rares a lot of them have been garbage mm. uh bring back rares i miss rares Please. rares used Please. to be the garbage and that was good yeah supers so, supers are now the garbage so we've had a 41 card virtual world list take first place the lcs second place was Drytron. Drytron. So this was piloted by Jesse Cotton. Um, we'd yeah. like to shout out one of our listeners, yeah. Harry Palabinskis, uh, an amazing duelist. Uh, yeah. Very, very forward thinking, very forward vision. Um, a, a picker upperer of strange and bizarre decks. I mean, he's piloted. Yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. turn out to be very effective. Plunder, mutant. Uh, we've seen Harry play, what else? Trap tricks. Trap tricks for a while. A lot of decks that don't see the time in the sun, but certainly deserve it. Uh, but Drytron, Drytron has just been a massive, massive surprise coming out of this because, I mean, no one saw anything coming. And to be honest, what it's doing is on the surface really bad. I yes. mean, it's it, it's a lot of the time, as we saw from Jesse Cotton, it's a vanity's pass. Now, Monarchs have been doing that since the dawn of time and Monarchs have seen no success. So what gives? It's an interesting conundrum. So I think it's quite interesting with the way... Honestly, I start taking a shot every time I say that sentence. Um, Drytron are very restrictive, which is what we actually were talking about before we started recording. Yeah. I mean, similar to Monarchs. Yeah. Very restrictive. Very xenophobic. Uh, there's, these kind of decks do not want to play with external engines. Um, we can see in this list here, it is uh, basically an array of some of the more effective Drytrons. Um, and your biggest use, uh, like your biggest effective, like your most effective card in this is actually... Cyber Angel Ben 10. Ben 10, well, it's a ritual deck. Yes. Surprise. Ben 10 is being abused again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is such an amazing ritual card. Uh, it just, just replaces itself when it's tributed, which su surprise all the Drytrons mm. do. Um, and similar to Virtual World, the activation of their effects and the resolution is all once. So you, in Drytron's case, tribute a monster, tribute a ritual monster from hand or, or field to special summon it then resolve the effect. Yeah, so it's all one effect. You can't use Imperm, which was the notable snub. Not a single top list running Imperm. Probably a bad card for now. Uh, still pick up copies if you can get it for cheap if people are fire sailing them because the card mm. is the best hand trap. However, occasionally formats lend themselves to being more, I would say, uh, droll formats, droll Lancia formats, in which kind of like an underdog hand trap suddenly takes... Uh, center stage mm. certainly um ghost bell as well exists in so that format creeping up creeping up um because when the more decks start to focus more in hand and field the more you start to lose the ability to interact with imperm but i mean ash has remained mandatory i mean it it copped out a little bit during infernoble format because when you're gonna do it's ash is old hit nothing amazing uh 
so yeah, I, that's the other notable hit, Drytron. There was a Megalith Drytron player that made it far that as was well. Pack. That was Pack. Pack was top 16 with uh, Megalith Drytron. Megalith is nuts. Read Megalith cards uh, and also buy them because they're cheap as hell. And there's just, I guess, these were, I guess, yeah. commons and supers. And there's then no a... doubt they're going to see meta play again. Well, it's just, again, Rituals had nothing like full. They had nothing like full. Full is nuts. Full, full is so... It's a quick effect. Yeah. You can just go full pass and your opponent goes, oh, you bricked. And you go, haha, yeah, totally. And then you just full combo against them on their own turn. Yeah. And as we, as Lucas did say, uh, a turn one for Drytron is basically sitting on a Vanity's... Uh, At least in Jesse's build. I think the other yeah, one Vanity's was, ruler. was like uh, some kind of floodgate monster like Vanity's and a fool in case it got smacked. Which yeah. is also good. I mean, you end on things like Hero of the Perfection, but as we've seen, the meta is leaning more towards playing Kaijus. Which uh, Vanities is a hard punish for. It so is indeed. Jesse Cotton continuing to be smart as hell and winning things because he's just that guy. Yeah. Uh, and plays against the best, obviously. I think... So, yeah, Drytron is pretty much one of the biggest uh, out-the-gate running from Genesis Impactors. Uh, it's the, I mean, a, yeah, it's the only one. Evil yeah. Twins did not perform as nope. we expected. Magistus, I still haven't worked out what that deck is actually meant to do. Neither have I. <laughs> and I have it. Yeah, you bought it. I'm still just, like, I guess it can make Borrowload Savage. Yeah. That's cute. Mm-hmm. But it's certainly not meta. And, and then the other top four that's, you know, not Virtual World was a Dogmatica Eldritch Zoo. Yeah. Uh, now this is interesting. Oh, take a shot. It's kind of a best of of the last yeah, format. It's it, not really, it really anything is. new. Um, I think that you know, as we discussed, Pure Zoo has no bounce back like Virtual World and Eldritch do. Uh, you know, it doesn't have the interruption yeah. that uh, Dogmatica does. Good luck ending on a Megaclops when Zeus exists. Please, like, please yeah. make a Megaclops. I certainly won't send it. Uh, yeah, the other notable one I want to call out is Dogmatica Altergeist. It's a personal fave because I tested this a while ago when the Magistus link got announced, the link one. And I was like, oh, this is neat. You can link away Marionetta. Oh, that's neat. That means you can summon Ecclesia and set a protocol. And, you know, now that Multifake is at three, Seek is less of a necessary card. Mm-hmm. So you can certainly see turns in which you end on protocol, punishment, Multifaker, which, you know... A great, great pretty, turn. Pretty damn good. Great turn. If that combo includes Nadia, you get an extra search. There is a bit of a non-bow in that uh, punishment locks you out of, you know, the easy OTKs with access code. Even uh, Hextia. Hextias and kind of follow-up Altergeist plays, as does summoning Flirtily interact with Multifaker badly. I don't even think this list even did it run a Flirtily. Nope. No. Yeah, like you don't run it because sadly you just can't waste that multi-faker effect but notable things punishment you can chain block your multi-faker effect with entis engrave which is really cool uh there's cool stuff there i think if you're going to play a back row deck you probably still want to be playing eldritch but altergeist pretty cool yeah i'm i'm a huge fan of the use of kind of bringing your control deck back and you know as much as smoke grenade being uh, an unnecessary ban uh for it like for the deck uh I think it does allow control and board breaking to be back. Yeah. No, I mean, Foolish... Uh, not Foolish. Forbidden Droplets. Amazing card now. Yep. Can't wait to play it. Can't wait to get the use out of the $300 playset that I paid for. Uh, use? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited about the future of Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm probably going to put down meta for a minute mm-hmm. because my favorite deck just got hit and I get to be salt about that. So I'm going to be playing probably pure mechs again just for memes and then when an event comes up, I'll just borrow Dino from someone and win. How about that? Yeah, just play Dino. It seems to be so effective. And so we're not expecting a new ban list uh, until March next no. year. 
But there will um, be more podcasts. We're not going to wait for a ban list for another We're not podcast. Wait for a list. Uh, look forward to us doing uh, more. This has been us today reporting on the news and Yu-Gi-Oh! But, you know, we're more than news. And actually, I think over the last few months, one of the major things is that we've been buckling down and just getting good at Yu-Gi-Oh! So oh, yeah. keen to do more podcasts on, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, you know, what decide, how to hand trap, what the best spell is in the game. Spoiler alert, it's E-Emergency Call. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. What? No, definitely not. <laughs> so. um, and I mean, we are in a really lucky position being in New Zealand. Uh, we have events, uh, you know, touch yeah. wood. Yeah, we just said we um, had North Island Championships. That wasn't remote duel. We just straight up did it. With yeah. n- like a couple of masks. And that is a luxury. So we got to acknowledge yeah. that. Uh, and I mean, you know, I really do hope for the rest of the world and, you know, th- for our listeners across the globe um, that, you know, you can get back to enjoying Yu-Gi-Oh! in person. Uh, you know, it does break my heart that uh, there are so many people mm-hmm. out there um, that are li- being uh, like being stifled and their ability to enjoy a game that I'm sure like we all love. We all love and we listen love and cherish. Cardboard. And it breaks my heart too yeah. that people are buying, you know, we want to buy lovely cardboard. We actually... You know, Peggy that we are love to buy this crap. Yes. And the fact that we have to buy it and then just slowly watch the clock go by as everything that you wanted to do with it is robbed. Yeah. I mean, remember to support your local game stores. Absolutely. Uh, you know, d- yeah. support the people that you can during these really tough times. Did we work for card stores when we used to do a podcast? I, uh, no. No, we didn't. We both work at card stores yeah. now as well. Super Different fun. ones. Different ones. You know, the gays. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm terrible. Super, super excited uh, for the future. And um, we'll be doing more episodes of this, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I really look forward to giving you guys some quality content. Me too. It's going to be a great, great time. But as always, thank you from me, Lucas. And Ruben. And you've been listening to The, the Face Downs. Downs.